Money. We spend our existence chasing it in the modern world. Yet, hardly any of us knows how it works, how the idea of money has changed over time, and how we're on the precipice of the next evolution of money. An evolution that's either going to be really dystopian, or one that might set us free. And the main player fighting for a more dystopian financial future? China. The 11th century BCE, China invents one of the first modern forms of money, a cast copper coin. It was found in a tomb belonging to the Shang Dynasty. Metal coins have their advantages. They're durable, hard to counterfeit, and they hold intrinsic value. Eventually, these coins evolved into the iconic coins with a square hole in the middle. This was so they could be carried on a string. For large transactions, traders would count in strings of coins. Kind of like rows of quarters today. But the problem was, they can get pretty heavy and bulky, and if you wanted to buy something that costs, let's say, half of a coin, well, it's kind of hard to split a metal coin on the spot if you don't have smaller denominations. So during the Tang Dynasty from 1618 to 907 CE, China invents the next evolution of money. Traders started leaving those strings of coins behind to a trustworthy agent. That trustworthy agent would then record how much money the trader deposited on a piece of paper, and the trader would hang on to that piece of paper to use in place of physical coins that piece of paper would be known as receipt money. And today that trustworthy agent can be not so trustworthy and goes by the name of a banker. The Song Dynasty, 970 to 1279 CE. The problem with all these independent bankers was that all their receipt money was different and not standardized. A receipt for coins from one banker could be not as trustworthy as from another banker. So the Song Dynasty started licensing or approving specific banks people could leave their coins for receipts at. Think of it like state-approved banks. And in the 1100s, China again brought forth the next stage of money. The Song Dynasty took direct control of the banking system away from private operators to issue the world's first government-produced paper money, called Jiaozi. Today's idea of money started in China. And today, it's also China who's waging war, financially and by force, mind you, to control the next evolution of money. Will a decentralized cryptocurrency that's out of the hands of governments and central banks come out on top? Or will it be a digital currency that's 100% controlled, tracked, and manipulated by the Chinese government? China's anti-Bitcoin. We are at a fork in the road. The path we choose for this reimagination of money will forever shake the very nature of how society is structured. And China's version is already up and running. Crypto's decentralizing, AI is centralizing, or if you want to frame it, you know, more ideologically, you could say that crypto is libertarian and AI is communist. And, um, and of course, we always hear only the first half because we're biased to the left. But, uh, you know, AI is communist in the sense that it's about big data. It's about big um, governments controlling all the data, knowing more about you than you know about yourself. So a bureaucrat in Moscow could, in fact, set the prices of potatoes in Leningrad and hold, you know, the whole system together. And, you know, if you look at the you know, Chinese Communist Party, it loves AI and hates crypto. So it actually, you know, actually fits. If you've seen The Social Dilemma, you know how much intimate knowledge companies have on you these days and how they use that data against you in ways you're not always consciously aware of. That's where today's video sponsor comes in, Mine. And trust me, guys, this one is cool and free, so you're going to want to learn about this. Mine is a smart data assistant that helps you discover which companies have your personal data, and it allows you to decide where you want to keep it. All you have to do is sign in with the email you want to analyze, and boom, 
I had 186 companies that had my personal data, with a ton of them being ones I don't use anymore or even know about. Then you scroll through the companies that have your data and choose the ones you want to get rid of. Like this one that I don't use anymore but the industry's breach potential is high and it has my financial information. And with the click of a button, mine allows you to send a deletion email directly from your inbox to the company you want your data to be deleted at. And if you change your mind, you can always cancel that request within the first hour. The more data you have out there, the more susceptible you are to data breaches, hacks, and getting your identity stolen. And mine makes it easier than ever to minimize your risk and exposure online. And the best part? Mine is completely free right now, so there's really no excuse to not take ownership of your personal data and manage it on an ongoing basis. They'll be switching to a subscription model soon, so get in while you can while it's still free with the link below. That's SaveMine.com with the link below. September 2nd, 1945. World War II ends and the US dollar quickly becomes the reserve currency of the world. This means that central banks around the world mainly keep their money in US dollars. And it's the primary currency used for international transactions, investments, and all aspects of the global economy. This puts the US in a very advantageous position. They can do things like pressure Swiss banks to abandon their banking secrecy, sanction Iran and North Korea for the nuclear programs crippling their economies, apply sanctions against more than 250 Chinese nationals that the US accused of genocide or threatening the freedom of Hong Kong. From China's point of view, the USD as the world's reserve currency is not good for their sovereignty. 2004 Alibaba and Jack Ma launch Alipay, a mobile wallet app that lets users pay for almost anything with a QR code on their phone. Alipay would grow to monopolize the mobile payments market. 2009 Bitcoin is invented. And while most nations downplayed the significance of Bitcoin, China paid attention. 2013 Alipay overtakes PayPal as the world's largest mobile payments platform. While at the same time, WeChat, China's messaging app that is used for almost everything, launched its own mobile wallet, WeChat Pay. 2014 China's top central banker, Chou Xiaochuan, said Bitcoin both dazzled and frightened him. So he launched a study to look at the potential for a Chinese digital currency. 2017 Bitcoin has its infamous rally to nearly $20,000. And the idea that maybe the world might not have to rely on central banks and governments for money is implanted into the minds of the public. While at the same time, Alipay and WeChat Pay explode in popularity. Citizens are relying less on cash and more on these tech giants as they start to gobble up all the market share for mobile payments and all that juicy data that comes with processing online payments. What you buy, when you buy, the implications of those purchases. And with the Chinese government always being hyper-vigilant against anything that threatens their power, their focus on a Chinese digital currency intensifies. 2019 Facebook announces that it's going to launch its own cryptocurrency, Libra, that its 2 billion users at the time could use to transact on the platform. The idea that a tech giant with nearly 7 times the population of the US that already has a treasure trove of data launching a currency that could threaten the US's grasp on the world's financial system didn't sit well with regulators. So while the US focused their efforts on stopping Facebook's power grab, China accelerated theirs. 2020, it all crescendos. China becomes the leader in mobile payment adoption. Alipay and WeChat Pay cement their positions as a duopoly in the space with Alipay taking up 54% of market share and WeChat Pay taking up 39% of market share. Altogether, mobile payments make up for more than half of all non-cash retail payments in China, 
Alipay and WeChat Pay were striking exclusive deals with merchants so customers could only pay with their apps. And just the sheer power of the data they're collecting is the stuff of dreams for any authoritarian government. If you knew exactly what, when, and where everyone in your economy bought and sold, with the power of big data AI and their existing surveillance state and social credit score, you could theoretically control and plan not just the economy, but the entire population. You can catch and track what you deem as criminal financial activity. You can reward good economic behavior and punish bad ones. You can give and take money away directly from citizens. It was a dream that was out of the hands of the Chinese government and behind the black boxes of these private tech giants. On top of that, Alipay's parent company, Ant Group, started offering other financial services like loans on the back end. And with all their data and leverage, traditional financial institutions had no chance of competing. Although the Chinese government does have ultimate control over these tech giants and they have to send their data to the government, it's still a black box. The data is still delayed. The data is still in the hands of powerful people the government might not be able to trust. And these tech giants were starting to take over many functions of the traditional banking system and even the government. So within just a few years, the government's grasp on the financial system came under attack from both crypto and their very own tech giants. And in April 2020, trials for the digital yuan launched. Compared to Alipay, WeChat Pay, or something like a credit card where you're just moving money around electronically, China turned the actual money itself into computer code. And to top it all off, on October 24, 2020, Jack Ma, the man behind Alipay, said China's current banking system operates with a pawn shop mentality, that Chinese financial regulations are outdated, that we cannot use the way to manage a railway station to manage an airport. The message to the Chinese government was clear. These fintech giants were starting to get too arrogant, too powerful, too comfortable. They were outshining the master. So the government cut them down a notch. Jack Ma disappears. The company that owns Alipay Ant Group raised a record-setting $34.5 billion for its IPO, which would have made it the biggest IPO of all time. Until the government shut it down. And since Jack Ma's reappearance in January, Ma has not made another public appearance since. Which brings us to today. Since the start of the initial digital UN trials, more than 100,000 people have downloaded the government's mobile app. And it does have some advantages over Alipay and WeChat Pay. For one, your money can be withdrawn from a state bank. There are no transaction fees for merchants unlike the tech giants. And in the future, they plan to make it work even when you don't have an internet connection. And since it's all digital, the only limit to what the government can do with the digital UN is what they can program in code. Just like any other software. They've already started testing digital money that has an expiration date. If you don't spend this $100 within the month, it's gone forever. An extreme take on inflation. As soon as a camera catches people jaywalking, you can instantly find them. If you want to give people stimulus checks, you can do so instantly to their account with the press of a button. You can set a limit on how much money a person can have or what they're allowed to spend each specific dollar on. You can see how your economy is performing in the finest of details in real time. Basically, China took all the good stuff about cryptocurrencies, it's all digital, you can see all the transactions, it's convenient, and took out all the bad stuff like privacy and decentralization. And although China has mentioned they intend the digital UN to coexist with Alipay and WeChat Pay, based on their actions against Jack Ma and Am Group, I wouldn't suspect that to last very long.
Although China was the first major economy to have a digital currency, other nations aren't far behind. A survey found that almost all central banks are actively researching this idea of a central bank digital currency or CBDC. 60% of them are experimenting with them, and 14% of them are deploying pilot projects. This includes the US. And with the heat coming from China and crypto, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a digital USD happening soon. Well, it, I don't think they have a technical advantage. I think it's more of an ideological advantage that in a totalitarian communist society, you have no qualms about getting data on everybody in every way, in every way possible. And uh, that's what I think makes um, AI, you know, a very tricky technology where even if we're ahead in theory, you know, there are a lot of ways we don't actually want to apply it in the U.S. or in the West. And central bank digital currencies will be pitched in other countries the same way it's being pitched in China. It's more convenient, we can prevent fraud and crime, we can get stimulus checks to you instantly, the Federal Reserve will be able to control the economy even easier and more efficiently, think of all the good we can do. But like China, this tool is just that, a tool that can be used for good or to turn things into a real dystopian nightmare. So will the future of the world look more decentralized and free, or even more centralized and controlled than it is right now? It's hard to say. I can't see the appeal of a digital yuan or a digital dollar. And I also don't doubt people's willingness to trade freedom for convenience. But we also know that like with the advent of the printing press, no matter how much the church wanted to control the spreading of knowledge, democratizing technology like the printing press and the internet always finds a way to the individual. Decentralized cryptocurrency is out there. Now it's time to see if they can live up to the hype and the challenge central banks are putting up against it. So the battle between crypto, China's digital yuan, and other central banks is still up in the air. And whichever fork we choose will be up to you. Don't forget to check out the sponsor of today's video, Mine. Mine is the smart data assistant that helps you identify which companies have your personal data and lets you decide where you want to keep it. It's free for a limited time, it's good for you, it's ridiculously easy to use, and you can check it out with the link below. If you're new here, we make video essays just like this one every single week on the most provocative stuff in the world of business, so make sure you subscribe and turn on that notification bell so you get notified when new videos come out. And you can always dislike, unsubscribe, and leave me your best hate comments so you have nothing to lose. If you want more behind the scenes stuff than a live kind of stuff memes, you can follow me on Instagram at jakestrand.io. That is going to wrap it up for this video. Thank you so much for watching. You've been awesome. I've been Jake. Stay dangerous out there. And I will see you guys in the next one.